everyone. Welcome to The Legal Life with Brooksy and Shanaz, episode 25. My name is Shanaz. I'm here with Brooksy. We're in the Moody Chef Cafe in Artaman. And we are about to sip on some coffees and talk about rugby league, amongst other things. So if you don't like rugby league, but you like other things, stick around. Brooksy, how you doing? Good, thanks, Shanaz. Good morning to you. How's your week been so far? Busy, 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 but good. I've been working a lot. Something you wouldn't know much about. No, not at all anymore. Played a gig at the Newtown Social Club. It was really good. I saw some uh, Instagram posts. How was it? Yeah, played with the, the full band, so five-piece. Amazing venue. If you haven't been there, our listeners haven't been there, go see a band at the Newtown Social Club on King Street. Uh, played with a band called Halfway from Brisbane. Really, really good band. And yeah, had a great night. Fantastic night. Other than that, just, you know, riding the Sharkies home in a big way. We'll get to that. Must be a good buzz in the Schnaz household. Yeah. yeah. Good buzz everywhere I go, man. This is like bopping down the hallway, into the bathroom, out of the bedroom. Bit of dancing. Bit of dancing, yeah. Bit of jigging. How was your week, Brooksy? What do you get up to? It good, mate. Um, yeah, obviously unemployment's treating me well. I'm uh, catching up on a few TV shows. And one I know in particular that you're watching... Um, so I won't give too much away. OJ Made in America that was on ESPN last week. Holy. So you've watched all, I'll say, 10 episodes? There's five episodes. They're roughly around an hour and 40 minutes. They split up, I noticed, last night. They split up one and two. Oh, really? But they are, uh, they are shown in, in, in two-hour blocks. Yes. I think, yeah. Well, that's, what, that's how that we recorded it, series linked it, and watched it yeah, yeah. over the weekend. And, um, so you watched yeah, it all? I watched it all, yeah. Wow. So we basically did it from Thursday to Sunday. An amazing documentary. Like, it was just so thorough, Schnaz. And you'll enjoy... I know that you've only watched the first episode, but it's so thorough and unbelievable at the same time. Even just from a sporting point of view, which is not really what it's about, but the footage of him yeah. when he was in college particularly, yeah. it's unbelievable. Yeah, there's some things for when he plays at the Bills too, Schnaz, which you'll really enjoy that whole nostalgia NFL. I'm sure a few of our listeners haven't watched it yet. Um, but yeah, it's something to really look forward to and save it up and watch it in a big block because it is an amazing show. Um, and I'm also catching up with Suits, Schnaz. Yeah, a bit of Harvey Specter and Mike Ross. But uh, yeah, I, I sort of started watching it and then stopped it. It's one of those shows that's not too like, you, you know, you're living for the every episode like Game of Thrones like how Bloodline was for me but uh, and House of Cards but yeah this was um, this had to be done is it still in production the show I think there's there? another series just coming out in, in, the, in mid-July season okay. 6 so cool. but yeah other than that Chinez, just playing basketball again I'm wearing my LeBrons that I bought overseas just to oh look out I know wow. I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to get snug in them I can't really like I keep, they keep falling off my feet when I'm playing I feel like all of a sudden we're in an episode of Seinfeld and I'm George and you're Jerry and I've looked down and I've gone, oh, hello. Yeah, the stand-up's not doing too well for me at the moment. But yeah, like I'm just trying to wear them in at the moment, Schnaz. But um, something else that I guess um, I haven't told you, I've been uh, going in back to Fox Sports on Saturday afternoons. Really? With our good mate Gregor Tolan, the producer of Super Saturday and sitting okay. in and watching and observing what happens in the production scenes. How the magic is made. How the magic is made with, um, and then, yeah, basically sitting in the control room, watching everything unfold. It's amazing. Like, you do take it for granted when you watch it on TV, 
how everything happens behind the scenes. It's amazing. Like I was sort of helping out with a few things as well. Like in the control room, there's roughly about 15 people operating all different things, all different facets of the show. And it's just amazing to watch that. It'd be really good to see like Fox and and like Channel 9 and all the other channels that do live sport and live shows to be able to show fans how it actually gets put to air. Because you see on social media, everyone cops it. You know, they're, they're the slight error. It's like you, you're absolutely hammered on social media, but it's there's so much there to see. Since you have left Fox Sports, Brooksy, uh, we've had a few... It's fallen apart. No, 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 no. It's still going. I believe the hashtag is strength to strength. <laughs> um, we've had a few initiatives and one of them was just to meet other departments and we got to watch, a few of us got to watch Inside Surfing being filmed, which was awesome. So we're actually in the... Barrel. Well, not in the, oh. pretty pretty much in the barrel, in the studio, watching Oki <laughs> and the boys on the lounge. Yeah. Uh, and that was amazing. Then we got to go into the suite, I guess, where you were, one of them, and watch it as it was being made. Oh, nice! And they were flicking to different cameras and all that kind of stuff, and and to and to segments. And yeah, it's fascinating. You're right. Well, it, it sounds like they took my exit interview to heart, and they've actually started changing some things there. As I said, strength <laughs> to strength. I love you too, Nordberg. Who were they? Ship, boat. That's right, Nordberg. A boat. Uh, when you're better, we'll go sailing together on a boat. We'll take a cruise just like last no. year. So, Brooksy, during the week since I've seen you last, we had a very sad loss in the rugby league world, particularly down south in the Shire, and that was the legendary Greg Pierce. Now, he played in grand finals, won the Amgo Cup, coached the team, captained the team. I think it was the first Shark to play for Australia. And stayed involved with the club behind the scenes throughout his life. And he suffered from uh, a form of cancer for a long time. And, he, and he, he lived with it. And he was a successful businessman all the way along. But yeah, sad ending to a really great life. And it was good to see a bit of uh, outpouring at the ground of emotion. And also just throughout the rugby league world. Like, I don't know too much about him, Schnaz. I, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners wouldn't. And would I've heard the name. He was a bit before my time. Was there any... Obviously, winning the Amco Cup would have been a big thing for the club. Um, still is, <laughs> sorry to say. But um, obviously, this year is uh, sort of changing things as well. And um, in terms of the fans, like, enjoying what might happen. But is there any, like, memories in particular that stand out of you... Uh, of Greg Pierce for you? I, I think just that image of him holding the cup up with Steve Rogers. So to that mole was very impressive. Yeah, so he was the classic Cronulla guy of the 70s and, and I guess early 80s. The surfy, the moustache, the blonde looks, the good looks. He was, he was probably one of two or three heartthrobs in the club before ET kind of took it to another level, in all seriousness. So, But he was a bit before my time as far as being a fan, but I certainly caught up being a fan of the club since then and um, always knew about him... You know, my dad and my brother would always talk about him and Rick Burke and Steve Rogers and those guys. So, a bit before my time, but by all accounts, a great man and a really great footballer. A great club man, more importantly to me. So, very sad loss. Yeah, thoughts go out to his family and obviously the other Cronulla fans um, this week. The schedule also came out this week as well for the remainder of the 2016 regular season. Mm. What did you think of... uh, 
the respect shown to the Cronulla Sharks from the free-to-air uh, channel. From the free-to-air channel? Yeah. Uh, not much there, was there? Coming off the back of uh, a certain commentator, for want of a better word's opinion of the club captain, <laughs> or someone like him at least, it didn't rub well with a lot of people. Look, at the end of the day, it doesn't mean a lot to us as fans because we're either going to be at the games or most of us have access to watch it in other in other ways, but I feel for the sponsors. They've got a lot of sponsors this year, a lot of new people on board, and they would have had, you know, probably more viewership than, than Fox to an extent. But I guess the upshot of that is they're pretty much guaranteed to be in the finals and they'll have some free-to-air exposure then. It is a bit weird, Brooksy. I mean, we talk about round... You and I talked about round 26, which is... A monumental clash in Melbourne. It's Melbourne v Cronulla. It may or may not be for the minor premiership. So how that is a Saturday night game and we have uh, Eels and Warriors on the Sunday, for example, I just find that really strange. There's another, I think it might be round 25 or earlier in the round, earlier in the in the rounds to come, there is uh, a Sunday game of Newcastle and Manly. Yeah, right. So... That's yeah. They requested. I remember reading an article about it. They they requested Sunday afternoons for their three remaining home games. Got one of them a two o'clock game, which is good, but still. And but they had Cronulla Canberra around twenty two, like would have been a great one to have, particularly with how the Raiders are going. And if you look at the Raiders' schedule up until then, they've got a few um, home, like they've got a few uh, like good games for them to keep building so that could potentially be for the Raiders to get into the top four. Whoever's in charge of doing this has either thought it out properly or there's just been too much, you know, too many hands in the pot. All the clubs wanting their requests and, 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 and surely it's got to come down to the viewership. Well, you it know? doesn't seem like they've done it recently. No. Like Parramatta Warriors. Like, I don't know. Like That seems like it's been done when Tuvasa Shek and Parramatta were... Tuvasa Shek was in the side and Parramatta were riding high. Round one? Since then, Tuvasa Shek's gone. The Warriors have somewhat picked up their, their game. But Parramatta are pretty much going to be out of the comp in a few weeks. <laughs> well, we keep saying that every week, Schnaz. I don't know what's going on uh, I think that. it's this week. Well, yeah, no, I think it's tomorrow. I think it was yesterday. Who knows? Like every podcast and every show I listen to, they're like, well, the impending um, points removal will, will happen tomorrow. Or I'm hearing it's Tuesday. Like it's never happening, Schnaz. Paramount are going to win the con. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to steal it from you. <laughs> but yeah, like the thing for me too, the dogs didn't get a Sunday. Well, that's after... interesting as well because it's been made very public that Will Hopawati cannot play on Sundays. Yeah. And all of a sudden, so you're telling me the last six rounds, they haven't got a Sunday? No. Not okay. one Sunday. That's, interesting. That's and, interesting. But the funny thing is, their Belmore game against the Cowboys, which would be an amazing event for a Saturday or a Friday night, is on a Thursday night. Nishnaz, yeah. are you, like, here's another, sorry, I want to mention this right now off the cuff. Thursday nights, it's eating into my, I'm already over them. They're eating into my Great British Bake Off night. I think we're already done with the Thursday night game, other than it being on TV. It's the price that the competition pays for not being a wealthy one, therefore relying on these networks to prop them up. Well, that's the big issue, because 
like, yes, we all want to see footy every night, whatever. But in reality, no, we want to see it Friday to Sunday. Yeah. That's it. And it's, it's the bane of all the teams because like, the Thursdays are causing and the Mondays are causing the turnaround grief that we're hearing all the time. Yeah, well, the Sharks have two five-day turnarounds in the last six weeks and they're not alone, so there's no issue yeah. there. But leading into your most important, potentially your most important part of your 50-year history and yeah. you've got these obstacles to overcome, it's just, it's tough. Yeah, the Warriors have a really soft schedule in terms of days. Like, I was having a look at it. So, they play on Saturday night. Then they've got two weeks off due to the bye. And they've got Saturday, 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 Sunday, Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, Sunday. So, they've got one six-day turnaround and one eight-day turnaround. And the most of it after the bye is seven days. I'm guessing a lot of the Broncos games would be Fridays. So, they've got the Storm this week. Then have a bye prior to Origin. They come back on a Saturday, then go Friday, Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Thursday, Friday, Thursday. So they've got some consistency too. Yeah. Like they're going six to eight. Yeah. You know, like they're not really going five. A lot like they've they've actually got a fairly good schedule to finish three of the last four at home. Again, Thursday night for Corey Parker's home farewell. So that's a, in particular like and you have a look at that round twenty six as the Cronulla Melbourne game is really the only one that you can see from now that's got something to say about the top eight. In particular, 1v2 at the moment. So it goes back to what I'm saying. I don't think it's been done recently. I think it's been done earlier in the season. Well, they have to allow for change, surely. And then there's no point doing the the releasing the round now if it's done before. No, you're right. Let's just release it at the start of the year. That's it. We know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Travelling times, Brooksy. Anyway, let's let's look ahead and, and start getting Cronulla etched on the um, trophy. Drugs. Hey, nurse. Quick, give this man some drugs. Quick, catch your season, pain. No. Give him a shot, quickly. No. Heroin. Heroin, Frank. No, that's a pretty tall order. You're going to have to give me a couple of days on that one. Brooksy, we're all over social media, mostly thanks to you, which I know the uh, the admins and the... The cleaners of the legal life really appreciate. Tell us what's going on in the social media world of so the legal life. Social media, we're all over it. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our handle is at LegalLifeNRL. And you can catch the podcast on other forms than what you're listening to. So if not listening to SoundCloud, it's on SoundCloud. SoundCloud.com forward slash LegalLifeNRL. We're on iTunes. Just search Legal Life in the iTunes store. And we're also on Stitcher. So, Schnaz, a bit better round this one than what we had the previous week. We had Origin as well, and then obviously we've talked about that, and then we had seven pretty decent games um, compared to the previous round. But what caught your eye? Well, I just saw a man with an iPad take a photo of a car and then get into his car. He must be a council guy, that's, right? That's the ranger that I've been trying to avoid the last three weeks. Hey, <laughs> Brooksy's over here. Brooksy's over here. No <laughs> fines yet. So yeah, oh, he's got a siren on top of his car. Yeah, it? so each week we should... Um, well, that car's been there for th- three years, Schnaz, as you can tell by no number plate and uh, <laughs> only one hubcap. But, um, sorry, trying to paint a p- picture for the people listening. But, it's a pretty um, one too. Yeah, yeah. Brooksy, we did have a good week and it was spectacular, which we'll get to in many ways. I'll tell you what, I told you I played a gig on Friday night. Yeah. So I walked downstairs afterwards. It was about 9.20 maybe. Uh, wanted to get a drink and a bite to eat. They had the Penrith South game on the big screen. 
I looked up, and Bryce Cartwright was going berserk, set up, I think, maybe their, I don't know, third try or something. Yeah. And then I got a drink, got a bite to eat, looked back up, he was still going berserk. Yeah. He, uh, he was out, I'm not going to say he was out to prove a point, but he certainly proved his point. Yeah, he was, he was good, Schnaz. There was some really good performers in that match. I thought Trent Merrin was really good, but back to Cartwright. I, I am of the notion that he needs to be off the bench for the New South Wales side for that very point that you said he did carve up in the second half. I don't want to see him play 80 minutes. I want to see him play 25, 30. Origin's a game of, like, inches sometimes, Schnaz, and he could be just the, that sort of guy to come off the bench and, and provide that spark to get maybe a grind out a win for the Blues. He's just... There is concerns about his defence. So I don't doubt that at all, but... His attack, he's one of the most potent. And, yeah, he's just enjoyable to watch. He's not a bad defender. He's just, he can miss a tackle. Yeah. There's a big difference between yeah. be, being not being able to tackle and missing tackles. So I wouldn't have a great concern because you're right. Whatever he lets in, he's going to put back on, I think. He's yeah. just a, a young, exciting, attacking player. And, you know, Penrith fans should be very, very excited by him. Did you catch any of um, Cody Walker in the game, Schnaz, for South? I didn't from the week just gone, but I, I'm a bit of a fan, actually. I think he's quite underrated. I, I liked how the week of when Luke Carey announced that he was going to the Roosters the next season, that he, I think, played a really good game in, in a losing effort. And I have no doubt that Souths, with him and Reynolds in the halves, will find some success next year. And that's where I think Maguire and the recruitment team have to work out who's going to fit in well with GI, or hopefully with Walker and Reynolds, and really build that squad because the backs is sort of their weakness. I'd be looking for a gun fullback and probably moving GI somewhere else. Yeah. That's what I'd be doing. Keep him in the centres, you reckon? Well, maybe. maybe. I guess Cody Walker's versatility, like he's shown promise at fullback as well. I think that just allows them to mix things up throughout the game. Like, name him at 5'8", name Inglis at fullback or centre, but move them around. And that's what's going to cause their opposition headaches, trying to predict when they're going to shift around and, and, oh, GI's popping into the line, oh, Cody's dropping back. You know, that, that's that's where it's going to cause headaches. But another thing from that game too, Schnaz, Chris, Chris Grevesmill scored theoretically the winning try why didn't South put in a clause like the mm. Knights did with Tariq Sims mm. to not let him play? Now we're looking back going, now they're looking back going, oh, we shouldn't have let him Can I go. mention Tariq Sims yeah. right now? Is that all right, Brooksy? Yeah, yeah, jump ahead. Did yeah. you notice him on the coverage during the game? With the interview with Megan Barnard? Yeah. Yeah. Did you notice what he was wearing? No, I didn't. So he I was wearing a Dragons hoodie. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. But he wasn't wearing... A red and white one, or a white and red one. Yeah. He was wearing some sort of weird Newcastle Knights-inspired <laughs> Dragons hoodie. What? It was like blue and red. Maybe, did he have a lanyard around his neck or something? A blue lanyard? He had like a blue and red Dragons no hoodie way. on. No And have the to other players, the mm. other players had like their normal red ones on, but he was the only one. And oh. he was like saying, hey, look at me, boys. Yeah. I didn't notice it. You have a look. I'll have to go back and have a look. If you're wrong, I'm calling you out on episode 26. I'm not wrong. But yes, I guess speaking of the Dragons, let's go straight in uh, and the Knights in particular. We finally scored 30 points, Schnaz. How does it feel? 
Feels good. Oh, I'm a bit dirty. How bad? Maybe the Dragons got outscored in the second half of the Knights. They they started off hot. I thought this is here comes the for and against. Gonna they're gonna rein it back in, and then the Knights just pretty much dominated the second half, and the Dragons couldn't do anything. Scored one try. Like I I don't know what's going on there with the attack, but well, they went down the right the first 15 minutes, scored three tries. And I reckon you could count them on, a, on your hand how many times they went down in the next 65 minutes of the game, Schnaz. They kept going left, kept making errors. Like, yes, uh, they did score a couple of tries late in the first half down the, that left side, but they just kept going down the left. It was just like, go down the right, you mugs. <laughs> I thought I was watching an episode of uh, Lost or the film Back to the Future when I saw Benji. Oh, Wow, he was good. <laughs> we were talking about his stats last week. He pretty much doubled them. One try, three try assists, and four line break assists. He was good. He was good. But wouldn't you want him to do it consistently against teams not like Newcastle? Maybe the teams that they're going to play in the finals? That's my concern. Hopefully he can parlay that into the back end of the season. But Well, again, like, like I mentioned last week on The League Life, Mary McGregor. Yeah, it's all, it's all positive in that press conference, baby. Yeah, hey, we just we just scored thirty points in a game for the first. Year. You reckon we're all drinking the Kool Aid? I think so. The Mary Kool Aid. I think so. Well, let's see. Let's see. You know, it's going to be tough. But you're going to no. be in the finals, though. <laughs> and oh. once you're in the finals, cliche number four for the episode: you can do anything. Yeah, I know. That's a fact, Jack. Yeah, yeah. That's that's sure enough. But what about the Knights? There were some positive signs. I really like Mitchell Barnett. Third game with the club. They've obviously... I, don't, I can't remember how long they signed him for. I don't know if it's one and a half seasons, but I'm guessing Nathan Brown's permanent marker into the book for 2017 and beyond. He's He's got to be one of those youngsters that they're going to bring through and give a lot of opportunity to. Yeah. And he's obviously... He came from Canberra, right? Yeah. So Canberra have had a bit of a um, log jam there at the... In the forward pass. Yeah, he so, had no chance of making that. And too. the good thing about it too is, Schnaz, that they lost Tapanay, as we talked about earlier in the year, and they got this guy from Canberra, and he's showing signs. Tapanay's on reportedly 500000 a year. Yeah, this guy's on five bucks. <laughs> he's on five <laughs> bucks. <laughs> that might improve, though, as, as the years go on, yeah, of course. Yeah, but yeah, it will improve if he keeps playing like that. Now, he was awesome. I'll tell you what caught my eye. Yeah, I know. It caught my eyes. He almost, he almost hit me. In the eye with my 3D glasses. <laughs> but that was Nathan Ross. Wow. What a try. He saw it and he went for it and he got it. Unbelievable. I'm just thinking like when he was running at the line, you know how you're watching The Simpsons when like things change, like when you're looking through like Homer's eyes or something. Like he saw Jacob Host as like a hurdle. Like he's just like, I've got to jump over this thing. And he jumped over, but the thing that got me is he went over the horizontal axis and still put it down with authority, like didn't lose control, palming the ball. He's a really good player and he's improved a lot as he's gone along. Yeah. And he's he's I know he's a cult figure up there and I think yeah. that if he keeps playing like that, a lot of other clubs and fans will notice this guy. You know, as as I like to say, a lot of heart, a lot of desire. Like he he, he showed a lot of skill in that play, but he's he's more about He's, he's, I wouldn't say he's an aggressive player, but he's a very strong three-quarter. I like him a lot. Another one to put into the squad for 2017. I heard that he was talking with Penrith. I think 
Gasser had an interview with him, as he does with half the NRL. He offered him a car from the dealership, maybe? <laughs> yeah, probably. Maybe, maybe promising a Hall of Fame spot in future years. Well, let's go there. Yeah, what did you think of that? Loved it. You know, I'm friends with, I'm friends with Greg Alexander. If yeah. anyone doesn't know that, I would like to say I'm his friend. Through work, of course. Definitely. But we get along really well, and he's a lovely, lovely man. Champion player, obviously, back in his time. Um, very astute mind in the game these days, and I was really moved by his speech. I, I thought it would go longer, actually. I think it was, it was about seven minutes. Yeah. But he certainly um, summed up a lot in those seven minutes with, with real, real grace, and it's a great thing the Panthers are doing. I hope my club does it when they celebrate their 50 years next year. The more of this we can do, the better. Yeah, exactly. It's just another way of showing our respect and of the players that have come and gone and for the teams. And, and they do so much on and off the field. And that's the sort of thing, you know, like we were talking about the movie Broke. And, like, sometimes those, those stars, you know, go off and some of them do really well and use their money wisely and set themselves up and their family for the future. But the others, that's all they know. And that's just a, a great way of, of respecting what they did do to not only just the team but the community in which the team represents. It's funny, he mentioned, and, and you can go watch this on the Penrith website, he mentioned how now looking back it was all surreal and it was like watching someone else's life. Because he was so young at the time, he was, what, 17 going into grade probably, into yeah. first grade. And yes, he lived through all that, and it was a, a lot of a lot of ups. <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of ups, a couple of really big downs. Um, but he, you know, he as he said, that was twenty five at least years ago, maybe more. And he's got this other life. He's got a family. He's got kids. He's a commentator, a media personality, and he, it made me realise that, you know, when I talk to him, I'm like, wow, it's Brandy, lovely guy, you know, former premiership winning halfback, but. That was his life so long ago. Yeah, exactly. So it is beautiful that they get to celebrate that now. I know he had a very big night that night celebrating all the Penrith um, people. And it's just, it's a great thing that they're doing. You know, we, we do put a little bit of, um, we do put a little bit of a spin on what Phil Gould does. He is the Buddy Garrity of the NRL, but he does get a lot of things right. We did talk about the commentary during Origin of Phil Gould. His... We criticise what he was saying. As an administrator at Penrith, he has done some amazing things, Schnaz, and and I'm sure he had the ha his hand in this process of, of starting up the Hall of Fame, celebrating their 50th season. Or was it 50th anniversary or 50th season? I think it's season, yeah. Their 50th season in the NRL. And all the other 15 clubs, like we, you mentioned before, putting it on the website so fans and fans from other teams can, can watch it is is a great initiative as well. That's some access that fans don't generally get and they feel a part of the club that they've actually gone, you know what, we're going to set up a webcam, we're going to set it up on the website so you guys can watch it. Yeah, it would have been a corporate event and I'm sure fans would have had the opportunity to go but it would have cost a bit of money to go there. Yeah. Brooksy, I want you to put that and any other speeches you can find onto the League Life social media for me. Yeah, no worries. Thank we'll you. do, mate. Back to the Nathan Ross try, Schnaz. Remember my old boy Brett Morris scoring into you guys at Shark Park? I have no memory of that. That was a great try. Where, do, you reckon, do you reckon Nathan Ross's try is one of the greatest finishes? 
in our in in recent memory. It's got to yeah, be, yeah, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Because they happen so much now, Brooksy, those yeah. kind of spectacular winger tries. And I know this because at work I clipped up a whole bunch of them from this year alone. Yeah. And it's the same guys. Yeah. It's Nathan Ross, it's Valentine Holmes, Corey Oates. Yeah. The Morris boys. Kyle Felt. Kyle Felt. But it's, it's literally sort of five or six guys doing it yeah. every two weeks. Yeah. And we now are accustomed to that. Oh, he's going to the corner, but he'll get there because he's amazing and quick and agile. Yeah. But it's still an amazing feat. And the Nathan Ross thing... Really special. I believe the company I work for are going to shortly rate all the tries so far this year. Oh. So something c- might come out of that. Stars? Yeah. Stars. A starring? Stars. Oh, okay. I'm hoping I'll be involved. Yeah, in nice. That. You know, I like a star. But yeah, I guess in saying, let's segue into Brett Morris, like one of the guys that we talked about. He's back. Three tries. Past his dad. He's now the leading Morris try scorer of the family. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that lovely? That's that's what I love about this game. So many things I don't like. I'll be honest. And it, and and every year it kind of gets worse. The things I don't like and they add up. But the things that keep me watching every minute are things like that. Surpassing your dad. That's amazing. Amazing. Like father, like son. But the son's a bit better. <laughs> sons. Uh, <laughs> sons is. The and the and the Morris brothers might be playing for Wayne Bennett. They're going to Brisbane? No, England. Oh, England. They're English now, are they? How <laughs> ridiculous is international rugby league? God so. blimey. Is this something to do with like what's going on in England right now in politics? Oh, uh, no. Let's not start on that. If, you, <laughs> if you've been to England, you're English. It's like if you've, if you've looked at Big Ben or Ke- Kensington Palace for five minutes, you qualify for the English rugby league team. And I think... Does that mean you qualify for the English Rugby League team? I probably would. No, no, I would qualify for the Burmese Rugby League team. Okay. Because my grandfather was born in Burma. Okay. And he played his early rugby league over there in uh, Rangoon, as it was now called Yangon. I'd be be Wales, Australia, and, and Burma if they really want to start a team. But this is this is the thing. It's just ridiculous. The Morris brothers can play for England, anyway. But yeah, back to that game, the Bulldogs Broncos. How good is that Bulldogs pack? I'll tell you what caught my eye. <laughs> what? Most notably through your Twitter account, Sam Cassiano, <laughs> who I quite enjoy watching. He was doing a LeBron. He was doing a Steph Curry. The Statue of Liberty. He was doing a Larry Bird. He was slam dunking in that left corner. Really clever try. I loved it. Great stuff. He's, it was sort of like, it was funny because he was on his feet, but he still like launched himself in the air. But I reckon he probably jumped three inches off the ground and then landed on some poor Bronco after it. But yeah, it was a great finish. Him and T-Rex off the bench. I think T-Rex has been told that it's now or never, my friend, because probably... Oh, since, I don't know, I'm just guessing here, round 10, whenever he sort of came back from a stint in, a bit later probably, he came back from a stint in reserve grade. Yeah. And he tore it up. And he has a bit of hunger in the belly, I think. I still, as if I was, you know, running a club, I wouldn't necessarily trust that to to last. But at the moment, he's really putting into the dogs, which is good to see. They they need him and guys like him to fire if they're going to be successful. Yeah. I I like that combination off the bench. I reckon Desi... We'll do it for a couple more weeks, then take it away, then bring it back for the finals, knowing Des. 
and how he's he's scheming, you know, systems that he puts in place prior to the finals. But yeah, I really like you have Graham Tolman, Clemmer, Jackson start the game, finish the game, but then you bring in Cassiano, you bring in T Rex, you really give it to the opposition over the course of the eighty minutes. They are at the moment the best pack in the NRL for my in in my humble opinion but the Broncos their first game back at ANZ Stadium Schnaz, the halves stunk Benny Hunt's having troubles at ANZ Stadium he missed seven tackles yeah he's not really living up to what I thought he would be at this point of the season I'm a big fan of his obviously we all love Milford yeah great years last year good start to the year this year yeah they have fallen off the ropes a little bit. Um, are we blaming Origin? I don't know if we are. Just well, you know what? I saw a stat on NRL 360 about Hunt and Milford without, with and without Andrew McCulloch. Did this come from Ben Eichen or Paul Kent? It was both of them. There was a graphic. I assumed it came from the lab. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was, it was telling stats, and it, particularly for Milford. And having that hooker in there that can really, you know, direct the traffic and... I think McCulloch's back this week. So let's see how they go. They've only won two of their past seven games, Schnaz. It'll be interesting to see with McCulloch back. They get Thayday back next game. So after the Origin buy, he'll be back. And also Alex Glenn's coming back. So they did have some injuries. They were a bit fatigued from Origin, but still impressive performance from the Bulldogs. As we've discussed all year, I'm not a huge admirer of the Doggies, but I say that, recent times I've got nothing against the club but yeah they were they were really good they were really good on the weekend as you said the forwards close to if not the best like I said they need those guys to go forward and then the halves can just do their job they don't have to yeah play above what they need to play yeah where are we going to here Brooksy what's happening we're going down to your neck of the woods I knew you were getting itchy weren't you you wanted to talk about it I've got some questions to ask you too Schnaz I'm ready for them 11 straight how's it feel it feels pretty pretty good feels pretty good I'm waiting for the fall nearly unprecedented there we go nearly unprecedented this week is the week yeah against Parramatta and it was great that um, officials helped you get that 11 straight win with uh, the decision of a penalty try on the Jason Pakuya Mannering incident. Are we? Are you suggesting that Pakuya could not have gotten to that ball? No, I I agree that yes, he was probably hindered in scoring that try. He, no doubt that he probably gets the ball first and puts so it really, down. So really, really, your Barry beef is with the NRL the and not with the yeah, Sharks. Definitely. Yeah. So you think about last week. I agree. I agree. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Not even a week later. It's a different situation. It's a grubber. It's rolled in. I don't think there's any doubt that um, both Manu and Bakuya score the tries. But different different strokes for different folks. Mate. We need to see more of it because that should have been a try. It was a try. Yeah. Other clubs being held back by that bias, I think, because, you know, I'm hundred percent Sharks fan. I thought it was a try. But, yeah, every week I see it. And it's not... It's not good. It's especially we're leading up to the most important time of the year, and they're changing their minds about what is, what isn't. You can't be doing that. And it's particularly with the Warriors who were in that circumstance last week. But they've got to stop giving up those, uh, you know, holding back people when they're trying to do some good for the game and score some tries. But it was funny. I was watching the press conference with Gal afterwards, 
there was some fun, two funny things. Gal sort of talked about how he was like, oh, yeah, it was a bit of a surprise that it was given and they, they should sort of, he didn't say this exactly, but feel aggrieved that it was given. But he also talked about Mick Ennis's, um The selfie, yeah. How funny was a couple of people in the crowd sort of tried to get in the shot of it. I'm like, it's a football, people. It's not a camera. He, did, he didn't motion for them to come down. <laughs> he, I have to say, if I was behind those goalposts, I probably would have got it. Is that not an example of rugby league players being role models when you see a few fans on the hill come down for a selfie with a football? When Shane Flanagan and Paul Gallen said it was out of character for him, yeah. I can vouch for that. I only met him yeah. twice, hung out with him once. Completely out of character because hanging out with Michael Ennis, and I mean this sincerely and really nicely if he's ever <laughs> listened to this, it's like hanging out with a guy from the 1950s. He's so clean cut off the field. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. He's just calm and quiet and polite. And as we've said, he crosses that white line and something happens. Even I was yeah. watching, I was like, what's he doing? Yeah. He's gone back to 2005 with try celebrations. But that's when the last time he scored a try, Shaz. So he's been probably talking to people like, oh, when I get a try. I'm going to do this. That was thought out. I'm, su- I'm surprised he didn't bring out a Tamagotchi. It's been that long like since he, since he scored his last try to celebrate. Now, Brooksy, yeah. what do you think about the oh. Sharks resting players at some point in the season? Should this role continue, this role of wins? They've got to try and open up a gap on Melbourne and then, and then start doing it then. Not rest players totally. Probably utilise your bench a bit better. Like, don't pull someone out just because you can. Maybe just play them 50, 50 minutes or, you know, 35 minutes, depending on who it is. Um, yeah, I, I'm really of the adage that you play until you get yourself enough of a gap to be able to then go, okay, there's probably some players that can come in and give these guys a rest. If someone's 80%, you might want to bring him off the bench, particularly your forwards. The club would never say this, but I'm going to say it as their biggest fan. I'd have no problem with finishing second this year. Yeah. Like, I want to finish first, get the yeah. minor premiership, the cash, the yeah. the JJ and everything. But finishing second is pretty good. You want to be in the top two. If there was a That's gap, the goal. That's yeah, the goal. If there was a gap between two and three, yeah. and you could rest players in that instance, I'd be okay with it. Yeah. I think the guys that will need the rest is Paul Gallon and Luke Lewis. I don't know if they can go without Maloney for too long, yeah. although he's probably a bit tired. And guys like Barber, like, like Barber and Maloney are pretty, are pretty important to that team. Whereas a Gallon or Lewis, you wouldn't rest them at the same time, but you could probably yeah. spare them from some games. Yeah. So, I think the forwards are the key to, to be able to get them somewhat fresh for the finals, particularly if you've got that... that well, the good thing is, if you got Cronulla and Melbourne... Of the top two teams and the minor premierships out of out of um, reach for the second the team that's coming second, then that's a great opportunity to to give some guys a re- give them two weeks rest technically. But yeah, the, I think that's what the goal is to keep going, get through Origin. Well, hopefully if Phil Rothfield gets his way, they won't be playing. Oh, they will be playing before Origin three, so there might be an extra extra game for the boys. What do you think about that, Schnaz? Allowing players to play before Origin 3 that are involved in a dead rubber. I think if it was a rule that we had had yeah. or we created in the off-season going forward, I'd have no problem with it. Yeah. I don't know how the players would feel. I like changing the rules as you go along. Like like Phil's 
obviously said. Here, like Nathan Maguire, who we work with, brought it to my attention that the Sharks had the week before Origin 1 and Origin 2 off, so it didn't really affect them. They got the two points for the bye. Another thing, Schnaz, two points for a bye. How good is it? We criticise the AFL for giving a point for a behind, yet we're giving two points to teams for not even playing a game. Some years, like this year, Brooksy, you have to. Hey, we finished on ten points. Yeah, but you won three games. You, if there was a team called the Bye, you probably wouldn't have got four points. Like there's yeah. some of those. Te- like the thing with me too, Schnaz, is you've got media outlets that that release the points for the Bye at different times. You don't yes. know. Yes, you, you do. There should be a time. Firstly, there shouldn't be points for a Bye. Uh, what's the point? I don't know. At the end of the day, it doesn't really matter where I you don't give know or what take the point it. Is. You're right. I'm leaning on the side of. They're not doing anything that week. Don't give them points. Do other sports do it? Not many other sports have the buy. In football, you play home and away generally. Like the A-League plays your opposition three times a year. Obviously, the American sports, most of them don't have buys except for the NFL. But do they get points for a buy, Shnaz? They just have records. They've just got win-loss tie records. There's no, there's no actual points for not... Attending a game in the in world sport, I'm happy to be proved wrong. I'm just I'm just using a few examples there, and none of them have it. Don't give points for the buy. On your point about media <laughs> outlets releasing things at different times, <laughs> it just I just was struck by lightning. Thankfully, not literally. Everyone's running their own race, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's ridiculous. It, oh, it's the stats thing as well. There's what four companies doing the stats. I'm trying to write articles. I'm trying to prepare for the podcast. <laughs> Everything's changing. It's like, uh, I'm just going to... What, what's the point of being accurate anymore with regards to numbers? Like, I'm just going to make... Oh, Benji had nine tries this. Brooks's stats. Uh, mate, I, no, seriously. I just want it to be sort of one encompassing unit so that everyone can, can promote the game without people going, oh, wait, I thought these guys had three. Those guys had five. This team's on 16. But the other... Other companies got them on 14. Oh, that's right. They haven't given them the buy points. Newcastle v. Manly, Channel 9 game. Newcastle v. Manly. That's who's <laughs> running our game. Oh, Schnaz. Yes. The Storm played this week, which means another team to go for for you. Yeah, what was, was it like going for the Tigers this week? Oh, well, great fullback in James Tedesco. It was cool, man. They Your boy Moses and Brooks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've it's always been a big fan of Moses. Yeah. Um, they uh, <laughs> little <laughs> joke there for everyone. Oi, Gaval. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> they um, they almost did it. It's a shame the first forty minutes they let themselves down. Eh, twenty six nil. Yeah, yeah. They showed a lot of heart to come back. Marika Coravetti sort of uh, tore them apart, didn't he? Melbourne looked good. I think they're a team that will probably rest players because they're looking a little bit tired in places. Overall, I mean, they're f- I mean, you know what? You're talking about the Dogs forward pack. Yeah. Maybe yeah. the Melbourne forward pack is as good. <laughs> well, when they're not playing 5-8 and, um, well, yeah. and halfback. But, yeah, yeah the, it's a sneaky good fixture, the Storm Tigers. So yeah. We've had two really good games this two year. Two close games, yes. Um, it's a shame. May, may, imagine two close games. Tigers get those four points. Jason Taylor's starting to look like a genius. And, and Tigers are in finals uh, contention. But, yeah. Again, Cooper Cronk getting a late field goal. Your boy. Doesn't cool. mind one, does he? How's that? He's on him and uh, Cameron Smith on top of the Dally M medal points. Yeah. With two other players. Ryan James from the Titans. 
much deserved. Had a great game again this week. And Jason Taumalolo, another good player this week. Jason Taumalolo scares me. Yeah. How good he is. How good were those two guys this week? Oh, actually, there were some big forwards this week that had some big moments. And yeah. I love how Paul Green plays Tamalolo. He doesn't give him much time, and then he just yeah. unleashes him. And that's smart coaching. Paul Green is a smart coach. Yeah. He's a smart man. And whenever the club I support comes up against them, Tamalolo loves playing against that club, and and they play him so well. They just yeah. they bring him on, and he goes nuts. And he comes off for a rest. He comes back on, goes nuts. He's a great athlete. Ryan James as well. Very, very underrated. Like with the Manly um, Cowboys game, Shnaz, I was playing basketball Monday night and I came back and I was like, I was hearing the score in the car and whatnot and I'm like, oh, JT obviously is going to control the game. I look at the stats, I look at the highlights. It was the other JT, as we mentioned, Jason Taumalolo. Like I haven't really thought of him as having an amazing season, but when you think about it and you think about what the Cowboys have done um, under the circumstances of being the champions, um, everyone's got, looking to knock them off. They haven't lost at home this year, Schnaz. They've really dominated up there. It's crazy to think that, you know, they, they are a legitimate chance of winning back-to-back grand finals. Morgan's injury is obviously going to hurt them in the next few um, weeks slash months, but they're going to be right for the finals. That's another team you guys have got to look out for, Schnaz. The Titans-Raiders game as well, I wanted to mention... Ricky Stewart with Greg Bird when Bird was Sinbin. Two great uh, rugby league minds coming together. God, I wish I was there sideline to hear that banner. Everyone talks about Ricky Stewart being the best in terms of heckling. And Greg Bird, I'm sure he can can say some stuff. He can throw him around, He yeah. can throw him around verbally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not to mention physically. Would have been interesting to see. And next time the Titans play the Raiders, make sure you get on... Jared Croker to do something. He always, always scores points, scores tries against the Titans. Are you a fan of Jared Croker? I I don't know. Would you have him in your team? I respect him. If you were starting a team, would you buy him? You know what? I probably would because he wouldn't cost you as much as centers that don't kick goals and don't perform as well, consistently perform like Jared Croker. He's, he's reliable. He's one, of those, he's one of those players that throughout his career sort of is like, the fourth best center mm. and never got to represent New South Wales. Mm. But then you look back and all these centers have come and gone, whether mm. they've, you know, peaked and troughed with yeah, their that's... form. But Croker's been pretty solid. But you can blame Paul Gallon and Robbie Farrow for that. Oh, of course. But that but don't you you know what I'm saying, Schnaz? Yeah, I do. Know. But you know that like do. Do. he's been quite consistent. And that consistency sort of hurt him because he hasn't really had those oh, Bryce Cartwright sort of moment, James Tedesco sort of moments. He's done his job and done it well. And it sort of hurt him in terms of his representative career. He's like a less flash version of Jamie Lyon for me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good way of pointing it. I just bring it up because yesterday in the office we were talking about Jared Croker and his worth and and I wasn't sure. If I could get him for a reasonable price, I'd have him in my team, but I don't... I certainly wouldn't seek him out for a lot of money, but he, you know he's he's the captain. He's been there for a while, point scoring machine. He yeah. can play. He can yeah. definitely play. So I'm sure Canberra fans are happy that he hasn't had to play representative football. He's been a one club player, and he's done putting his heart and soul into the club. And 
he will be seen as one of the best clubmen of all time at the end of his career if he does stay with the Raiders. But as I was saying to you before, Schnaz, who knows, the Titans might be uh, circling when he comes off contract. That whole theory of playing well against teams and then them signing him. Don't be surprised if he ends up being a Titan at the end of his career. Moves up in the sun. Let me ask you this. Is that the yeah. first novel slash book you're going to write? I think so. It's like Stockholm Syndrome sort of thing, that you fall in love with someone that hurts you, and so you sign them. Oh, we've all been there, yeah. Brooksy. <laughs> Good cop. Needlessly cut down an ambush by some cowardly hoodlum. There's no way for a man to die. Yeah, you're right, Ed. A parachute not opening, that's a way to die. Getting caught in the gears of a combine. Having your nuts bit off by a Laplander, that's the way I want to go. <laughs> Oh, this is terrible. Don't you worry, Wilma. Your husband is going to be all right. Don't you worry about anything. Just think positive. Never let a doubt enter your mind. He's right, Wilma. But I wouldn't wait until the last minute to fill out those organ donor cards. All right, Schnaz. Round 17's upon us. Woof. Thursday night. When's it going to be round 26? Round 26. Oh, I know, in about nine weeks. Schnaz, just, just enjoy it week to week. Just enjoy this win streak. And when it does get to 19 straight, just enjoy it. Just enjoy it. All right. You know what's happening. All you know right. you're gonna. You know you're never going to lose again this year. I'm so sorry to interrupt you. I'm sorry to interrupt you. So we've got the Roosters Bulldogs Thursday night. Dogs yet to win three straight this year, Schnaz. It shows you their consistency hasn't really been there. But great opportunity. Roosters coming off the bye. And the Bulldogs won 32-20 to 20 in round 11. I think Mitch Pearce might be back. Yeah. Mitch Pearce is back. Hastings and, and Pearce in the halves. So That'll help. That'll help. Yeah. You can see him having a really good game and then them having a Joe Bluth moment and go, with Kiri, I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> like, you can see it happening. It's rugby league. The forward pack is going to win this game. And then Friday night... Sam Shenazzi's Brisbane Broncos coming up against the Storm. Come on, you Broncos. Here's an opportunity. They, these are the moments where the Sharks could play a bit of roulette. So if the Storm lose before the Sharks play in a round, the Sharks might, oh, we might rest Gal this week, you know, sort of thing. So this is, this is the good thing about the schedule here, Shnaz, that if you guys play after the Storm, you'll be able to manipulate your team, late inclusions, late withdrawals. I got a feeling my coach isn't going to do that, but that's just my feeling. Yeah, we talked about the Tigers Storm being a sneaky good fixture. Broncos Storm always, oh, always yeah. is a good one. And that's a good Channel 9 game. Yeah. And then I looked at the schedule, and this is something that you might enjoy, Shnaz. The sh- Storm, the next seven games... This is one of their one of five away games in their next seven. Ooh, I like it. I like it. <laughs> Unlucky Scotty Hogan. <laughs> and then we got Warriors Titans. Big game, ten v eleven. Both teams on sixteen points. So, could you say that you lose this one? You you're fighting hard to get into the eight, particularly if the Dragons and Panthers win this week as well. Yeah, now's the time to start winning. It is a big game for both these teams. Yeah. Tough road trip, but I think it'll be a close one. Yeah. And then Tigers-Panthers at ANZ. Tigers, this is one of four straight games at ANZ Stadium. 
What a, what better way for Tigers fans to spend one of the coldest months of the year than out at Homebush? Well, all those people, at least in one stadium, will keep everyone warm, yeah, so exactly. it won't be a problem. The thing that I'll be watching for there, Schnaz, Moylan v Tedesco. They can get along together, I'm sure. I'm sure they can get along together. One will be in number six, one will be in number one. Do you reckon it's going to be like a Zoolander v Hansel sort of thing? Like where they'll be looking at each other with the, the blue steels and the magnums and then at the end they'll be like good buddies? I don't know, but you just helped me make some more money because at the start of this year I went to an unnamed sporting betting company and I put on the overs-unders bet for Will Brooksy mentioned Zoolander on the League Life podcast, overs and unders. And at the moment, I think I'm going to get that bet up. So we're doing good. I think it's unders at the moment, right? No, I think we're, we're bordering towards overs. Okay, I might get in some late ones so that you get your bet there, Schnaz. Yeah. But, uh, and then, oh, yeah, Sharky's Eels. Ooh. Looking for the dozen. 12 straight wins. <laughs> the Eels just <laughs> looking to field a team. Now, did you know in 2000 and, oh gosh, it might have been 2009, Yes, the Sharks were on their worst losing streak, which I think was 11 games, yeah. and to break that losing streak, they beat Parramatta at home on a Saturday night. True story. So, so what are you saying? You guys are going to lose. No, I'm just saying that Parramatta <laughs> featured... You've used up all your goodwill <laughs> with the NRL gods. It was a terrible game, raining... And Ben Pomeroy scored oh at least one try to win that game. Pomeroy. How far the Where are come? they now? La Catalans, I believe. I, I, I think you guys will get it. I think we're going to be next week, 12 straight. Schnaz will still be wearing his clothes from the Saturday night. I'll ask Sam Pang on have you been paying attention this week. I, I hope the club does it for their own, you know, their own benefit. It'll be a great accolade. Great reward for the fans. Obviously, it won't mean much, I don't think, now. I think in years to come, it'll mean a lot. Obviously, this year, we're going for something a bit higher than that. But I'll tell you what, Parramatta are a good defensive team, and it's going to be a, a pretty tough match. Raiders-Knights down in Canberra. Yeah, that'll be some good for and against there for Canberra, in all seriousness. I'm not putting any disrespect to Newcastle, but I can't see them coming close down there. Down in Canberra. It's going to be cool. The interesting thing for me, and I touched on it before, Shnaz, is the start of three straight home games for the Raiders. Ugh. So the next four rounds is going to be Newcastle, Cowboys the week before Origin, so no JT, down in Canberra, the bye, and then the Warriors. If, if, if uh, League Life listeners could see me now looking up, shaking my head in disbelief at the draw, nothing against the Raiders. Yep. Cowboys at home without your players. In the cold on a... I think it's a Monday night. Ah, stop it. They're taking six of eight points there, Schnaz, because we're getting two for the bye. Raiders are top four bound. They are. So look out. Watch them to rise in July. That's their hashtag this this month. I think the Knights... Who knows? Barnett Tapanay. Let's see how they go against their former clubs. I'll show you. Exactly. Rabbitohs Cowboys in Cairns. Well, I'm sure when the Rabbitohs were planning this one, Schnaz, they thought, you know, let's, let's try and get some numbers. Take the game up to North Queensland. Unfortunately, the Cowboys have won their last 10 in North Queensland. 
I would like to know, Brooksy. I know we've got some South fans who listen to us, including our friend who runs Rabbit World Order. Is that what the podcast yes, is called? Yes. yes. Which is a great podcast. Go listen to it. Even non-South fans will like it. I want to know why this club cannot play games in Sydney as home fixtures. Stop it. Reward your fans. They don't want to go to Cairns. They don't want to go to Perth. They don't want to go to Timbuktu. They want to go to... Gosford. Homebush or maybe Redfern or yep. the, or even Moore Park, just somewhere in that vicinity, yeah. they want to go watch their team play. There's too they're much not movement. short of money. We yeah. know that. Mm. If they're the most successful club in the history of the world, stop taking your games away and stop saying, oh, it's for the growth of the club. My fans are all over Australia. I don't care. I want our fans in Sydney to be rewarded. End story. Like, you're taking the Cowboys to Cairns. Just give them the win. Just give them the win. Maybe they could take the Cronulla game to Shark Park. Yeah. Come on. It's like, well, we took the Bulldogs game to ANZ. Well done, Dousty. Well done. The Dragons really needed that Cogra Wollongong vibe. They didn't do it. We lost miserably at the end of that game. The crowd would have kept us in that match, Schnaz. But good thing about this is, Schnaz, last time the Cowboys lost in North Queensland was against the Rabbitohs. Round 23 last year. So maybe they enjoyed that game up there and goes, you know what, let's take a home game up there and try and win it. I don't know, Schnaz. I'm just a mere punter have with a podcast, you're doing not, a podcast with you. You're not convincing me. P.S. Yes. Dragons, hashtag, ousdoused. Ousdoused. <laughs> and speaking of the boys, they'll be heading to Brookie. To finish off the round against the Seagulls. This is your favourite fixture of the year. It is. It is. I'm a bit <laughs> torn. I can't wait to go heckle Trent Barrett. but um, And obviously the Manly players. But, yeah, I'll be down there. So You're not going to heckle Trent I'm Barrett. I'm going to heckle him. You are not. He's perfectly good hair and his chiselled features. Um, no, it'll be interesting. Manly, one and five at Brookie this year. Tarek's back for us. We'll be looking for our first three-game win streak. I, you know what, Schnaz? I'm sort of scared after watching the Cowboys game, the Cowboys-Eagles games. I think Manly could, uh, could, could do us. Hashtag Vave. Like us playing Newcastle, them playing Manly, uh, them playing the Cowboys. We're sort of underperforming. They came back strong in the second half. I'd expect the Eagles to come out strong, but the Dragons, terrible second-half team. If they let that happen... Could be all over Red Rover by a 7.32. But yeah, I'll be down there. So if anyone's down there, get in touch on social media and uh, come watch me uh, heckle the 2,000 Manly fans that'll be attending the game. Look for the angry man in the Steelers jumper. But I must mention, Manly are doing a really good thing. Uh, two kids will be free. Two kids? Maximum two kids with every adult. Okay. So... It's a great thing to see on a Monday night to get a few extra fans yes. to a good rivalry, which has been in the past, and George and Manly. Not so much the Illawarra and Manly one. I think we won one game there <laughs> the whole time we <laughs> came up against Manly as the Steelers. I was at that game, 1992, when the fan threw the hot dog at the pie at me. So, yeah, let's see how it goes. I can't wait for the win. I mean, the game. Brooksy, that brings us to the end of the league life. Another fantastic episode. I'm looking forward to the weekend. I'm hoping that uh, certain wins go the way I'd like them to. I'm sure you are too. Get in touch with us on social media. 
We'll do this again real soon. Brooksy, you've had a good time, buddy. Oh, always a pleasure, Schnaz. I look forward to seeing your uh, posts on social media on Saturday night at the pub after the win. Or what's it called? The Chinese restaurant? King Wan. King Wan. Yeah. King Wan. King Wan. Oh. King 12 like in a row. Stadium. Yeah, King 12 yeah. in a row. <laughs> King 12 in a row. Uh, you know, we've gone from seeing each other pretty much every day of our lives and every minute to now just, you know, once a week, maybe twice yeah. a week. So it's nice to catch up with you in all sincerity. Um, thank you to everyone for listening, for getting in touch with us. Please spruik our podcast to your friends and family yep. and neighbours and even Shit. just strangers. If you're on the train listening, say, hey, listen to this podcast. Yep. The person next to you. Sounds good, Schnaz. All right. We will see you all very shortly. Get in touch with us. We're around. Thanks, Brooksy. I'll see you. See you later. Marcus, bye for now, Schnaz. Mm-hmm.